than you are. And a lot of times what happens is creatives get into this this um, isolation space. And volunteering is the opportunity for you to not only give, because you can't give without getting. That, that's one thing. But it allows you to be around other people and you, your value, you feel valuable. You feel like you're supposed to be here because if you didn't show up to hand out that plate, to have that conversation, to just be present, then somebody else's life would not have benefited. So I strongly represent, uh, recommend volunteering. I, my, if I'm not volunteering, I that's when my oxygen that starts to, to, to leave me, honestly. You, uh, it's so interesting because every time you talk, I feel like stopping what I'm doing and just listening to you because you're so unbelievably <laughs> inspiring. Uh, I think that when you shared what you shared about us volunteering, and I, I feel the same way, and we just had a conversation with our team recently where we broadcasted it, and it was around serving others as a way of really understanding not just your personal creativity, but your capacity to be creative. You know, mm -hmm. Sometimes I think you're right that there's this misnomer that exists, that creativity is, is like you mentioned, an isolationist pursuit. And it's not. It's not. And I was sharing recently that I had an opportunity to, to go outside and to take a walk, which I like to do, but it felt different, you know. Yeah. It felt like I. It felt like I was seeing the world different. Like I was seeing. I saw like a robin and a sparrow, and maybe those birds were around for a while, but for some reason I didn't pay attention. And every, you know, I saw people's yards and the trees and people walking. Everything seemed to like have a like a. I'm gonna say a sparkle, but like an aura around it where us being present and me being present before probably wasn't there. I was probably more concerned about what was important to me or what I got to do next or what I got to do this or that. And I said, you know, I just got to take a moment and serve and understand people. You know, I had a chance to, and I tell you, this is like the rarest thing that I've ever seen in my life. Yesterday I walked outside of my house and people in my neighborhood had taken out their like lawn chairs and put it on their grass. And you know, people be, you know, be paying money to get their grass <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they were just on their grass talking to each other from afar. <laughs> and I was like, what? What a wonderful thing that's happened. Um, that is really, really something. Um, so when I met you at the Atlanta Black Theater Festival, you were leading some of the, con some of the things that were happening there. What were some of those things you were involved in at, at that point? Just for the audience to understand some of those things. Well, actually, I was uh, the MC for the for the um, the award ceremony, and so um, Dr. Derby was actually on your live podcast, and she—that's yes. my girl. Yeah, right? she's fantastic. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, yeah and she like interrupted everything and put me on and I was like wow that was such an honor um and I actually met her at the Atlanta Black Theater a year before and I was volunteering and so when you volunteer with your whole heart people notice and she was like young lady you are doing an amazing job 
And I didn't know who she was at the time. And at the end, they're like, give it up. Oh, I took care of her and her husband. And for Dr. Derby, and I was like, who is this woman I'm serving? And um, we connected from there. We danced on the dance floor. And, like, she's like my eighth boom boom. She can dance. So, uh, yeah, she can dance, that's for sure. She even gave us a little teaser back at the, at the live event. Yeah, you know, yes. you know, it was so interesting at the Atlanta Black Theater Festival the year before. To your point, you just reminded me of something: is that I volunteered that Saturday, and there was like some, there was a big show that was happening in the afternoon, and I was like being the usher, and I tell you, Natalie, I felt like I was the only usher for like five hundred. Yes, people. <laughs> you know? it was like so bad. Yes. And then when I was leaving, Tony turned to me. She's like, Tony was like, yo, you did such an awesome job trying to usher 500 people into that thing. But you never know what, what means when you actually give to somebody else. And I wasn't asking for anything. This is just a great event. Right. The Atlanta Black Theater Festival is one of the greatest things that we have in the city and in the world. So why not get down with that? Yes, you have to put yourself in what I call your ocean. Right. And so if you didn't know a fish can actually live, depending on the type of fish, can live for minutes, days, and some even up to a year outside of water. But the thing is, a fish out of water is like gasping for air. They're not living at their full capacity, their full potential. But once they hit that water, just keep swimming, just, you know, they're Nemo, they're all through through the ocean. And so what happens as creatives is that we are away from our ocean and we're gasping. Anytime you start to feel like you're not at your max, you have to find your ocean. And sometimes you can't afford to take classes. You can't do this or that because you're working. But you have to carve out time, even if it's just to volunteer, just to be in the environment. You're like, oh, my God, hopeful, you know. And so that the Atlanta Black Theater Festival is something that you should definitely volunteer, get a ticket, sit, be around, whatever it is. But anything you can do to be in your ocean, in and around your creative space. It's something you need to do. Yeah. Well, so your your journey, and, I, and you mentioned to us that you are um, speaking and you're doing many things that's helping our community. What was the trigger for you that said, you know what, this is what this is the path in my life that I want to take? How did how did you get to this point? Faith. Honestly, it's been it's been a lot of faith. I had a plan for my life which was to be a corporate phenomenon. Um, I, at a young age, I was in the corporate space. I was one out of five that was selected out of my DECA program in high school. So I was in corporate America in high school. Wow. I bought my first, my first house when I was 19 years old. And I worked for the telephone company and got into management. I was training the new hires. I was just been very, very good at work. I didn't understand why they were paying me so much money to do what I said I would do. (laughs) 
and bonuses and commissions and travel and all this stuff. But then what I realized was that because I was the youngest female African-American in management at Verizon Telephone Company in my uh, Southeast region. And all these accolades that goes, goes along with this, I was just making a living, right? Because mm-hmm. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 16. So work is how I sustain myself. And then I realized that there was this, this void inside of me, these childhood issues that I hadn't had time to deal with because I was in this survival mode. And so I, I said in my book, I was externally successful, but internally I was dying. Mm. I, I was an internal fraud. And so I, it started to catch up with me. It seems like every time that I accomplished something in, externally, I lost a part of myself internally. And so um, I was playing basketball in my neighborhood and tore my Achilles tendon, which caused me to have to sit down and not work at 23 years old. I was like, what is this? I don't know what this is, right? I've been working forever. Um, You know, good thing I was getting a paycheck, but that was, I didn't care. I needed to work. I was miserable, miserable. And then I had to depend on other people and like my life was was shaken. And so I got to this place where um, I had fallen in the bathtub. I was living at my, uh, living alone at the time. And my mother happened to call. And was this after I, the Achilles tendon or, or, or is yes. it triggered? Okay. I'm recovering from my Achilles, right? right? So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, I can't really do much. And I fell in the bathroom, in the bathtub. And then my mother just happened to call. Like I'm literally picking myself up. And our relationship is peaceful, but it's not, you know, the, oh, um, you know, I was like, I don't want to go over there. But she was like, you should come, you should come. And so I went there and was even more miserable. And I, I had this situation where I cussed God out and it changed my life. <laughs> and so I was like, I know this is you. <laughs> You're doing this to me. And, and I will not because you are horrible at your job. And I mean, I let everything out and I didn't hear anything. I didn't feel anything except relief because so much, I was holding so much inside of me and I really didn't have anybody to talk to. So I basically let it out on him. It would have been him or my mother or somebody was going to catch it, but it was him. So in doing so, I slept all peacefully that night because I, for the first time in my life, I, I told the truth and something didn't blow up. And I knew that he had the power to take my life, but he didn't. So it caused me to start looking at life differently. I ended up going to church the next day, giving my life to Christ and starting this journey of where I had told him, I'm going to give him 30 days to get himself together. <laughs> <laughs> you, gave, you gave God a deadline. <laughs> I gave God a deadline. I said, you got 30 days. And I said, I'm going to prove to everybody that you're a liar. And so 
giving my life to Christ happened by me trying to prove him wrong. So I started reading the Bible and then I was like, oh, this stuff is interesting. And I started to feel that void getting filled up a little bit. And it literally activated what I call my inner winner. So when I go around speaking and stuff, I talk about activate your inner winner, right? Unleash your inner winner. I, that's what I did when I got inside of myself. Mm-hmm. I got inside of myself and that's what started my journey. And I feel like we, especially as creators, we live outside of ourselves um, where um, Meisner talks about you, you have to prepare. You got to be in it. It's all about your emotions. And because we're not in our emotion, because of all the gunk and the stuff we've been through, we're living this external experience. But for me, the um, the bridge between my external and my internal life was to God. And so being in, in touch with that oh my God, my life has completely changed. So I literally know when I'm not in the pocket relationally, I know I'm not supposed to be dealing with this person. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not supposed to do this deal. I know that I need to, to take a nap. I know that I shouldn't be spending this money. I know like I'm so in touch with who I am from the inside that it's almost like I'm on this journey of truth that is this faith journey that's just taking literally everything that has happened from speaking to even meeting you that day has just been me answering the, my internal yes and showing up and being where I'm supposed to be at the right time. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, you are, it's so interesting to hear you talk. And I shared that we were talking with our board team recently and we we. we we broadcasted that info and can you if you would imagine what we shared is one of the key ways of sparking creativity it's exactly what you said it's about having that kind of inner locus of control before you let the external world have an effect on you like really just trying to understand what do you who are you and who can you be to others you know what can you learn what can you invest in yourself? And I shared this and I was very clear is that in the scheme of things, when our life and our life has become even more highlighted as time goes on, um, we're not going to remember the stuff. We're not going to remember things that we got or bought or where we had a big house or we had a bunch of this or that. Only thing we remember is what did we do for somebody? How did we help somebody? And and what was that inner fortitude that we had to do it? You know, was it meditation? Was it the quiet time? And I think you mentioned your spiritual path, and I have a similar one. Not as You're, you're very inspiring on, on your path. But I spent a few moments having quiet time. And it's hard for me. I grew up in New York. There was no quiet time. <laughs> so... <laughs> And so having quiet time for me is like a key thing. And I had to learn it. Like I had to learn that quiet is is important because I can't really talk to God unless I tune everything else out for a minute or for a period of time. 
and understand. But that's why this yeah. this time is so important. Like you were saying when you were walking, being able to connect with the birds and, yeah. and being more present in your life is, is exactly what you're saying. And I'm saddened that it takes something like a pandemic for us to have to realign. But to me, this is like my Achilles tendon all over again. You know, I, I, I learned so much in that moment. So it's like, you know, as an actress, it's like, how do I take the script that's being provided to me, which this is a pandemic, right? How do I take the script and channel the character who is myself in this time, me through this character right now? And I am choosing to be in a space of peace, in a space of connectivity with myself and others on a relational, emotional level, giving myself the time to be present versus being somebody running around and, and, and afraid and all of that because you get to choose. That's right. You get, that's the power of tapping into yourself is that when you're driven externally, it's like you're in this, Napoleon Hill calls it a, um, a trance-like state where it's, Everything is happening. You're just reacting, reacting, reacting. But this is the opportunity for us to choose how to respond and react in this situation. That's the power of self is, is I get to decide how, how I feel during this pandemic. I get to choose as a creative what I want to do with my creativity in this time. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. Like I'm thinking about your bird and I <laughs> and I didn't even see your bird, but I'm just imagining your bird and that allows me to connect to you in that moment when you became aware. You know, it's yeah. beautiful. It really is. Every conversation you know, in the past, you'd have to, every day, you and I, we talk to people, right? We have to do all these conversations. But these days, every conversation I have, the treasure of those conversations just mean a little bit more. Um, like every single moment, everything, you, single thing you said. And I'm so super excited that we're recording this and the whole world will get to hear it because they can play it over and over and over again. Um, yeah. and, and be able to really pour in and to dig into the comments that you're making because this is the only thing that makes us human beings in my opinion is our ability to help each other that's it i mean sometimes people make it too complicated it's like you know it's, i'm trying to buy this or sell this or whatever it is it's just about being there for other people that's it being just being being yes that's absolutely and that's it and, and you know and the and, and there's lots of things, for example, that you know, whether regardless of what religion you like or dislike or follow, there's one thing that's consistent amongst all of them, and I'm a I'm a Jesus follower, is that Jesus has said is to us to love 
one another as he's loved us. That's it. I don't need to read anything else. <laughs> that's that's There's the, nothing <laughs> else that you need to know. That's, it. that's the thing. And if you love, and you go by that principle in life, my gosh, the whole world make you are better at life. That's it. Yep. Yep. Period. <laughs> that's right. You don't have to sit there and I won't go through all of those things, but you, everyone knows what I'm talking about. That is yep. just that is just it, and we feel it. And I tell you, we are when we do other things that are outside of that, we can feel that too. We can feel the pain that creates that. When we created this organization, it's because we saw that there were some creatives that were having pain. I personally got sick to my stomach when I was having friends that I would lose to violence or to suicide or to sickness. And they weren't, and they decided to suppress the creative nature that God gave them. That was making me sick. Now, I'm not saying it should all be Rembrandt or Picasso or Jay-Z or whomever creative you think about, but they all had a creative soul that God gave them. Every single one of them. Right, but the thing is, is that, um, and I am very lovingly hard on parents because I've been a child and I am now a parent of two boys and I, it has to be intentional. And I, I look at, you know, people are saying, your boys, they're so amazing and great and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I don't check homework. I don't do all of these things that stress parents out. And I'm finding that that is causing them to be more of themselves. And that is our one job as parents, is that our children leave our home knowing who they are, what they want, and how they're going to get it. Napoleon Hill talks about definiteness of purpose. We have one job. is to understand that, for our kids to understand who they are. Not to make them who we want it to be, not to make them who we think they should be, right. but to reveal to them, you know you've been singing since the womb. You know you've been dancing around ever since. You know you've always been able to take things and put it together. You know this, you know that. My kids have two hours of skill time, right? I've read in many books that 10,000 hours of anything makes you a master. Well, guess what? As a child, you shouldn't be in basketball, football, soccer, this, that, and everything. You need to master one thing mm -hmm. and do it two hours a day until you leave my home. So that when we're in a pandemic, you can go live and show people, look, I can play drums. I can sing songs. I can act. I can do this. I can do that. Somebody is going to see you. Yeah, your intentionality, that is such an amazing point. And you had me, you, you got me thinking about my own son who is 21 years old and he is, um, he's the one, most wonderful young man that I've ever encountered. Um, he is so, so gentle and empathetic and compassionate. And when he was going through who and what, I was like, dude, you've loved sports since you've been four years old. I have videos of him being a broadcaster, like, you know, like how they have a television broadcast at four years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, so if you love that, then that's you. 
Don't yeah. I, I as your dad is not going to I'm not going to tell you to do something else just for the money or the other things that you that aren't your purpose. You be you. That's it. My our, yep. our parents, my parents came to this country and I tell them this all the time. They didn't come to this country for me, even though they thought they were coming for me. They, they you know, to make a better life for me. But they didn't have the forethought. They did, you know, subconsciously that they were really coming for him. For him to have his own vision and purpose of life. They were coming so he can make that choice one way or the other. Absolutely. So, so he, has to, Absolutely. he has to honor the sacrifice to come here with not a nickel in their pocket and to create a life for themselves. And, and so you've got to make that path. And I told him, I don't care what the path is. You do not need to make any money. You do not need to become a millionaire. You just need to be you. And that's, that's Once you master being you, the money will come. That's right. And the only reason people don't make money is because of the mindset. If you don't believe that you, that somebody will pay you a lot of money, then they're not going to pay you. It has nothing to do with your skills. It has to do with your belief. That's right. Nipsey Hustle was charging a hundred dollars for his mixtape. People give mixtapes away in order to get put on and, and for to get as many people to listen to their stuff. He was like, no. This is proprietary stuff. If you want to hear it, you need to pay. Yeah. You know, you like yeah. you decide. You're you're exactly right. You know, it's it's interesting. I share the reference to this book all the time with people, especially at this time. And it's a book by Carol DeWick where she talks about the growth and the fixed mindset, where a lot of us uh, in this world, something happens, there's a pandemic, woe is me, it came from the other side of the world, there's nothing I can do, it's not my fault, it's somebody else is going on, where there's another group of us who says, this is really bad, but this is an opportunity for us to learn, this is an opportunity for me to learn, this is an opportunity for me to grow, this is an opportunity for me to help. And um, we all have that ability to do that. It's like just a choice. Which choice you have. On one path is what Carol DeWick says, the growth mindset, and Jesus is on that path. Or the other path is the other route where you say, no, woe is me. This is the end of the world. The uneasiness and the anxiety that I feel will take over me and I'll become paralyzed in everything. Mm-hmm. I'll react to everyone in these really destructive ways. Uh, I, I will lay blame to people who are coming across this country or people who are of a different ethnicity than I or people of a different economic you know, strata than myself. So I'll lay blame at them as opposed to figuring out how can I help them and how can I grow. Natalie, you are so awesome. You know, you and I, um, I'm so, I feel so honored that I met you that day back in October 2019. And your your story is just such a powerful thing. Uh, we will be compiling all of the participants that have been part of the Creativity Cocktail over the last year or so into our first ever audio book where many of the things that you've shared, we would hope to give to other people as a way to inspire them. And I hope you would be um, okay with us doing that because you just got so much oh. to share. Absolutely. Anything I can do to 
to use these jabber jaws. <laughs> they've been trying to <laughs> shut me up since elementary school. Little did they know I was a whole motivation. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So, how, can someone, how can someone, if they want to know more about you and what you're up to and you know who you are and get involved, what, what are some ways they can reach out to you? Well, I am Natalie Spice everywhere. Um, follow the ball head and you will find me. <laughs> Natalie Spice, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, F like fabulous, I-K-E-S like sweet, dot com. Um, and Natalie Spice on all social media platforms. That is awesome. And by the way, I have a ball head too and I like it. It's fantastic. <laughs> such a, I don't know, you know, it's such a pain in the butt for me to have here. I, I, I was like, why do I need that here? <laughs> yeah, you know. not necessary. Now, so somebody's listening to you right now, and I'm not in the room, and you're just talking to them, and they say, hey, Natalie, I'm struggling with being creative, uh, or I don't, or I used to be, or I'm turbocharging it, and I'm feeling this unbelievable pressure of anxiety and or depression. Natalie, give me one word that can help me. One sentence or two sentences that can help me. What do you say to that person? You are necessary. There is somebody out there that has been assigned to your gift. And if you don't get there, somebody dies. They're not going to listen to Oprah. They're not going to listen to Tyler Perry. They're not going to listen to me. They're going to listen to you. They're going to see your work and it's going to change their life. You're necessary. And the reason why you're feeling the way that you're feeling is not that you don't feel creative. It's that you're not being yourself. You are in some way trying to fix into somebody's idea of who you should be and what you should be doing. And I promise you, if you would just tap into yourself, understanding that creativity is something that is not something you follow what someone else is doing. It's, it's innovation that you're afraid to do things that you've never seen before because the world is waiting for you to create it. Be yourself. Because you are necessary and the people follow. You are necessary. It's been a pleasure to have you. I am going to ask you if you will join us again in the future. Um, Absolutely. We would love to have you. For those of you who are out there, the Creativity Cocktail has been created as a platform for all of us. So we can have a uh, podcast every day because every single one, one of us are creative. So what are we doing with that? What are you doing with that? We are hopeful that there are many words that you heard from Natalie today that resonate with you. That say, you know, I'm doing well, I'm on the path or I'm not on the path and I want to go forward and I thank Natalie. I personally thank Natalie and so does our audience, Natalie. Um, for all of you out there, the Creativity Cocktail, you can find us everywhere. We're on Instagram at Creativity Cocktail. We are on Facebook. We've got our organization's website at risingtidescharity.org. Um, we have got so many great things going on. We've got live events in our new world. We've got a signature event coming this year, so stay tuned for that. If you are a creative and you've got a production that you want some support in, we are helping a production to fundraise. 
So please go on to our website and become an official member. And we will we will work with our board to see if we you can be one of the two that we pick every year. Um, and if not, we'll still find ways to support you by having you on the podcast. Natalie, you're great. Thank you again for being on the conversation today. Take care. You're, you're worth it. Oh, thank you. We thank you for joining us today. Remember, God has given you the ability to create abundance and beauty in this world. Every moment is perfect and you are perfect. Join us on the Creative Circle on Facebook and our Creatives community via our website to receive exclusive productivity and creativity content. We are on all social media platforms as the Rising Tides charity. And we hope that you will share with us a bit about who you are and what you're going through. Again, thank you for joining us today on the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides Charity.